Welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer as at the 19th of September 2020. Are you sitting comfortably? Choice of cardigan and t-shirt to hand? Good. Changeable times afoot. This is the first full month of online data streaming into the Ashenden Anemometer's headquarters from its wireless weather station. Yes, you are correct. We'd only install one on the grounds that it would add alliteration. Not only that, but we'd only install one in the ground that would add alliteration. I'm digressing. Ah, but you're used to that by now. Let's get our incisors into all that delicious information. This month's maximum gust was 52.8 miles per hour from the southwest at 21.05 hours on the 25th of the 8th with gusting not dropping below 40 miles per hour for 24 hours. Now this is the sort of accuracy the AA prides itself on. No fake forecasts here. It may be a little surprise that all high gusts came from the southwest, almost to the total exclusion of any other direction. Beaufort features included many trees that definitely couldn't get back up from their knees after that extended gusting. Definitely a seven. I know just how they felt. After dealing with a couple jutting out over the wooden road, uh, trees, not knees, which the council incorrectly refused to consider as their responsibility. Uh, careful with the comma in that sentence. I decided it was definitely the council's turn to have a go. It took me about 30 minutes to deal with the first one. The council's response time, a bit like getting a Covid test result measured in weeks. From our new rooftop rain gauge we recorded 51.7 millimetres, most of which fell on the 25th and on the 27th. The automated bucket recording mechanism is proving a great novelty as an insectorial water flume. However, with fatalities running at around 100%, the old rain gauge seems to be resuming popularity for six-legged swims. Hector continues to flump on his favourite blanket during low-pressure periods. He also does exactly the same during high pressure. By the way, a flump, as observed, occurs during a drop or rise in air pressure of less than one millimetre. Do have a butcher's at the online flumpy. Let's sum up this month. Maximum gust, 51.8 miles per hour. Oh, I'm lying. It was 52.8 miles per hour. Oh, nearly caught myself out there. A definitely sustained effort. Beaufort, seven. Trees on their knees. Local council similar. Rain gauge. 51.7 millimetres or two inches nearest damn it. Insect social distancing, swimming in the old rain gauge continues. Fitzroy storm glass, hand in glove with the digital data. Our Fitzroy linear looking glass continues copying clement conditions. Once again, its flat fluffiness accurately mimicking morning mists. Hectorization, indoors during low pressure. Also found in the bottom 
of a cupboard during a recent high. That's barometrically speaking. He's not allowed catnip indoors. Alliteration, rising rapidly and speeding surreptitiously skyward. I think I might have gotten away with that as well. Ah, now it is time for meteorological miscellany, which has landed on S. And S is for sunlight. I hear the mass barracking from those who feel I have failed you by not in... Ooh, I'm wanted. Let me just quieten that. I'm sorry, that was an interruption. You probably noticed it. I'm going to unnotice it now. Ah, there we go. Right, sorry about that. Yeah, where was I? Oh yes, I, I, I was going on about that mass barracking from all of you who think I found you by not installing a Campbell Stokes crystal ball amid the AA's vast armoury of sensors. Though modern sunshine sensors supplant Stokes's card calibration with photodiodes. We haven't got any of those either. S is therefore also for sorry. But I can sow seeds of satisfaction. Sunlight's germ-killing powers was recognised by good old Flo Nightingale. In the 1870s, this was confirmed by British scientists Messrs Blunt and Downs. A few years later on, Robert Koch, he of microbiology fame, showed it killed tuberculosis bacteria, and then Niels Finsen, I think he got a Nobel Prize for it, pointed out ultraviolet's efficacy in killing both TB and lupus vulgaris. So sunlight was our go-to therapy until the arrival of antibiotics. As any Aussie will tell you, too much of it is a very bad thing. Who can forget the Antipodeans' government's advice? Slip, slop, slap, seek, slide. No, I am not making that up. You may understand why I hold them in such high esteem. Slip on a shirt, slop on a hat, slap on factor 3000 plus, seek shadow and slip on shades. A careful balance between vitamin D production, germ-killing efficacy and provoking skin cancer must always be struck. OK, I heard that. Again, you're right. I failed to mention sunlight soap. Now that's easily remedied. Please take note of the healthy living promoted by Mr Lever's building of port sunlight on the back of his soap, as it were. I myself have eaten many healthy cakes and drunk tea at the very excellent cafe opposite the station in the entrance to that village. Despite William Lever being a strict teetotaling congregationalist, when Port Sunlight's populace voted 80% in favour of licensing their dry pub, he acceded to the liquor licence. It was he who insisted women must take part in that vote. However, it has to be said, like many others who have laid matters before the general population, he thought it wouldn't happen. It's now time to depart. I think you've gone off lightly. 
A self-isolating shandy awaits me in the garden. If you don't count the furry cat-like cushion on my chair, which will raise me slightly above 158 metres above sea level due to a real furry cushion. That's all for me. Oh, NB. Uh, no cats were actually sat upon during the making of this edition of the AA, but if Hector persists in pursuing female felines, bounteous buckets of cold water will be relentlessly pursuing him. Bye. <laughs>